Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate presented by ThunderBlogSports.com, the 51st episode that we've produced on the podcast scene. I point that out because Maddie D and I thought literally until we hit record that it was the 50th episode and we were going to celebrate that in all of its glory, but we realized it was the 51st episode. So enjoy that in our uh, infinite wisdom. But as always, we talk about college football. The final four has been revealed. We give our thoughts. A little bit of Tiger talk as we wrap up the World Hero Challenge and Ricky Fowler's win. We, of course, give our cold, hard locks, give a little Eagles talk. And we finish things up talking a little basketball. The Sixers played the Lakers tonight. Maddie D and I were there. So we give a little preview for the game as we recorded it before we went down to the Wells Fargo Center. But as always, like, share, subscribe the podcast. Find us on iTunes. Leave a nice five-star review. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports, of course, is the Facebook and Instagram usernames. ThunderblogSports.com is the website. Look out for all of our blog posts. And as always, enjoy this week's episode. Thanks again. Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate, presented by ThunderBlogSports.com, episode 51 of the ThunderBlogs Bullpen Cart Podcast. We're doing this one in person. To, we thought it was going to be episode 50, but we, uh, in true ThunderBlog fashion, fucked it up. So we're doing 51 live. Matty D, what's up? Uh, I mean, you're probably all confused because you can't see our beautiful faces uh, this week. It's probably good for all of your eyes. You don't have to scar yourselves. Yeah, you know, uh, mean, a little more streamlined. One, only one way to view it. You got to download it. You got to got to stream it. However, you normally do it through mm-hmm. your phone. No YouTube. Uh, not nothing against YouTube. Just easier to do it in person this way. Um, but yeah, episode fifty-one, Fun V Tailgate this week. We got a we got a few things to talk about. Not a ton with college, but. We'll get right into it. I mean, yeah. we, I wrote my post reacting to it. The college football playoff is out. You were right with the four teams because you had both Clemson and Georgia winning. I had the two losers of the, the conferences in, but you had those seeding wrong. You flipped. You had the same game, but you flipped yeah. the seeds. Yeah. What's your immediate reaction, though? They got it right. That's my immediate reaction. Yeah. I, there's a lot of... Well, they got it right because they set the precedent last year. They did. And, they and so for everybody did. who's arguing that Ohio State should be in... That that same argument should have had should have had Ohio State out last year, and eventually it was going to have to happen. They were going to have to have two teams from the same conference in, and they do. Alabama and Georgia deserve it. Yep. Uh, the I different agree. the diff- it's it's a simple fact. If if Ohio State doesn't lose to o- o- Iowa by thirty one points, they're in the college football playoff right now. But you cannot lose. I don't care if it's on the road or not to Iowa. Nothing against that program, but this year they're not the same. Bad loss. Right, it's a bad loss. Bad loss. So, and it's just like Penn State didn't get in over Ohio State because they lost to Michigan 47-10. to 10. 51 to 20 was 51 to 24. Um, uh, it was bad. Uh, 50, 38 points. Whatever it was, you can't give up 55 yeah, points and be good. in the college football no. playoff. So when I look at that, I say, you know what? Ohio State, I know they won their conference, and yeah. that's important. And that should always be a big-time factor when deciding. But... They lost by that much. No team should lose by that much and be in the college football playoff. So, you know, the teams that needed to win, Clemson took care of their business. Georgia took care of their business. Oklahoma took care of their business, and they're in. And they deserve it. They are definitely deserving. Oh, absolutely. It's really just Alabama versus Ohio State versus USC, who did not get enough credit, but you can't lose to Notre Dame because they've they've really fallen off the wagon as well. Yeah, I I mean... So I was thinking about this when I watched the whole committee thing, Kirk Herbshe walking off, and I thought when they're talking about it, like, did we discredit Ohio State? Because they were really, really offended that they didn't get in. Kirk Herbshe walked off, and then part of it might be the alumni. I, you know, he's very good well, at being objective. I was going to say though, part of the reason he walked off because the one, the one, the one of the other panelists, I forget, said it like. He was so shocked that they actually did because he originally he, he had said it, but he was kind of well, he didn't think they'd he, do it. He, right, right. So he was shocked that they did what they did. Yeah, because he thought they would just put Ohio State in. He even said though that he thought Alabama yeah, at least better. his immediate reaction after the 
after the conference championship games on Saturday, his immediate reaction was Alabama. Yeah. Now we know I, I'm you know I hate Ohio State, I, oh, yeah. but I've always given Herb Street credit because he's Herbie does a great job. Right. I shouldn't don't always, misconstrue me of if right. he was upset about that. No, 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 I know, no, I know, but I'm, I'm, I, I know, but you know, I'm sure yeah. part of him was a little upset because deep down inside he he covers it up, but you know that he's a big Ohio State guy. I, yeah. That's one of the reasons why he's he's risen so high oh, up in so college great. football. Yeah, right. Um, no, and he's great with that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, with USC, it was interesting. I mean, you bring up the Notre Dame loss, Washington State. I think if they'd replayed them and won, then just like with Georgia, how you could say we beat everybody on our schedule, you can say that too because their loss was kind of bad. Right. Um, and really, that whole conference just cannibalized themselves. I think that's why I ri- that's why I wrote them off so quickly. Mm-hmm. I do think, though, it's really interesting because you have these New Year's Six Bowls, the two playoff games and the four, what are basically the remainders of the BCS Bowls. You just add in the Cotton Bowl and the Peach Bowl right. to make them six on top of the, the old four BCS. If you look at all of who made there, the Pac-12 have two, the Big Ten have three, none of whom made the college football playoff. The SEC have three, with Auburn getting into one of them. Um, I forget how many of the... Oh, no, then the Big 12 has, they only have one. They only have Oklahoma. Right. Which, if TCU had won, they obviously get, they'd have two. TCU get an automatic bid into a New Year's Six Bowl, as would Oklahoma. But it just makes me think of, that that game was the one we weren't looking at. If, you know, if you haven't watched This Is Us, fast forward 30 seconds, but it's kind of like you're looking at one kid and you should be looking at the other. We all thought it was the SEC championship, the Big Ten championship of the ones that we needed to watch because these are the pivotal games, the ACC championship too. But really, it turns out that the Big 12 was the big one because TCU's not in a New Year's Six Bowl. I, I don't have what bowl right. they're in in front of me, but I just thought that was interesting. Oklahoma State, not in. Not in. One, and, then they, but, and there's another like yeah. program. But it, it really comes down to two. I mean, we can. I don't want to get too deep into this, but like Harbaugh and um, – Mike D'Antonio are going at it at Twitter because it's yeah. not, it's not necessarily, other than other than um, non-power five conferences or UCF, but other than that, it's not necessarily the rankings in the conference. It's the bowl has their choice yeah. of who they of want. who they want, and yeah. they usually respect it to an extent. But they're going to pull teams like a Michigan yeah. who are going to get a bigger fan turnout than a Michigan State. One of the things that you see yeah. in the bowl season, I think people don't realize, it's not ranking; it's what the bowl they wants. Invite. Right, right. Which now, is it something that, right. that a lot of people get all up in arms. I had lunch with my uncle, who's a USC alum, and thought it was really funny that the Big Twelve, Pac twelve champions are playing in the Cotton Bowl. It's kind of like, why, why the fuck didn't they just change it? And obviously, <laughs> there's contracts and right, stuff like right. that. But like, there are the people that are up in arms uh, of traditions and whatnot. I get that way. We talked about it last week of. Who was going to play in what bowl and represent the in the New Year's Six and whatnot? So there is that, but yeah, you hit the nail on the point that they have their druthers of who they want to play. Um, and I mean, regardless, if you're in one of these Midwest schools, really a non-California Pac-12 school or, or Arizona for that matter, um, I mean, you should be happy with any bowl you're getting. You're, you get to, you basically, if you're a student there or even alum, you get some access to going to a tropical <laughs> weather type place. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see how it all goes. We obviously have a lot of time to go through it. Bowl season doesn't even start for another week. That being said, join our bowl group. Mm-hmm. It should be a lot of fun. We always have a nice competitive edge with it. Matt and I like to pick against the spread for college games and for NFL games. So that's just against each other. This bowl this bowl group is just straight up. Just for fun that way. Not, no money or anything right. like that involved. You don't involved. even look too deep into Not what's the happening. confidence or right. anything like that. Because I, I think that's even bullshit. Yeah. But that, and that's I mean, neither we'll, here nor there. We'll give a full bowl preview. We're looking into doing that next week. The first yeah. bowl game, Saturday, December 16th. Troy... Versus yeah. the University of North Texas at 1 p.m. Mean Green. Yep. So that's the and Carriers the, New Orleans Bowl. And you have the uh, the Celebration Bowl. I believe that's later in the day, which is the only D1 AA bowl that's on the Bowl Mania group. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the the MAAC and the SWAC, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, <laughs> uh, two historically black colleges, hence celebration of that mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. Uh, they elect, just like the Ivy League, to not play in the, in the FCS tournament, which is well underway, which I do have to make a quick point. 
I always think that's bullshit when people say, oh, there's too many games. Oh, it's going to be too many if you extend it to 8 or 16. There's more than 32 teams that play in there. I mean, there are teams that might play five game, extra games on top of their 11-game schedule. They're almost playing an NFL regular season for that. So, I mean, potato-potato. Right. But, I mean, well, the Division two, Division three, do it. Uh, it's kind of like how men's college basketball is the only one that doesn't play by quarters in terms yeah. of basketball as a whole, which we have a little bit of that to talk about mm-hmm. uh, in a little bit. But interesting thought there. I mean, I know there's tradition and whatnot. Well, I mean, there's a good point to bring up because you mentioned a lot of games. This is the year. If you look at the standings, okay, we have the top four teams in college football. Yep. Now, people have thought about 8 or 16 team playoffs. Now, I'm personally not a fan of 8 or 16. I think that's too many teams. That's my opinion. But there is an argument to make about a 16 playoff. The first two teams get buys. Yeah. For a couple reasons. One, that makes the, the, the actual rankings in the top four way more important. Yeah, it does. Right, because Absolutely. Clemson and, uh, and Oklahoma will be living pretty, yeah. while Georgia and Alabama, right? Because no, Am I wrong? No, wait, I feel like if it, was a six, if it was six teams, though, like let's just run through that because it's Ohio State and Wisconsin are five and six. Um, I feel like Ohio State would probably be four. Alabama would be five just to give the conference champions a right. You know, kind of that quote-unquote home field advantage. Um, Wisconsin getting in at six, you know, that's a debate in and of itself. Um, but it would be interesting. I mean, it makes it's like the NFL and how – it tries to make every single week matter, even though the NFL, you can crunch right. incredibly early, <laughs> like the Eagles almost could have in the first week of December. We'll get to them. Greg's excited for the somberness of us, but yeah. as you can tell, Greg, <laughs> we're still excited. We're drinking our Eagles beers. We're good. We're good. I mean, I do think, though, the, one thing, so the hard part would be one through six this year would, would exclude Auburn and USC. Yeah. And it would include Ohio State and Wisconsin. So when I stare at that, I say, okay, what about a 16 playoff where the five po- conference champions get in? Because I don't think anyone would argue with Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, Ohio State, and USC being in. And yeah, then I was about to say, there's one wild card. I'd flip Ohio State. Right, or Wisconsin. Now right, 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 USC right. No, I'm with there. there. I'm, I'm. So I um, think, I think. Well, what about Auburn? I mean, I know they have three losses now, so maybe they're out. Or maybe they're out. Yeah. But I mean, does USC? Because USC is stuck at eight. Well, this was the whole thing. Which I about think the, was a little disrespectful, by the way. This to USC. Was, well, this was the whole thing about the BCS of how they used to calculate it before USC was excluded from the BCS national championship game. I forget what actual game it was. Mm-hmm. When they share it with LSU, was that a loss counted too much against them in the computer system? I forget what it used to be, but it was heavily weighted, uh, which is why USC got out of it. And then Oklahoma lost to Kansas State and Darius right. Sproles. Um, but that, that's sort of the thing, and, and obviously that's up to debate and, and all that good stuff. So we can we could sit here until the cows come home, quite literally, because we don't live anywhere near farmland <laughs> in Philadelphia, and we could wait for cows and fucking Lancaster to come here <laughs> and get some Amish guy with his horse and buggy to return them. Wait for all that, and we're probably still talking about this. this. I mean, I just think I think they got it right. I think you nailed yep. that. Um, for a fourteen playoff, for fourteen playoff, they got it right. And but the, see now the thing is the precedent's been set. Yeah. So it now has. moving forward, it absolutely has. It's not. I I think they can't not weigh the conference champion, championship game. But now now we're two years into it, and clearly they're stating that that fourth team, really the fourth team, is one you got to just keep, don't keep. lose bad. I right. think ESPN, don't lose bad. right? The guys in ESPN put it perfectly. Of. The reasons not to put a team in heavily outweigh the, the reasons to, to put a team, team in. Right. And I think that's what we've learned through all the, the committee can't make up their mind shit, which is 1 million percent true. You see that week after week with how they change the rankings and they apparently come in with a clean slate. They're completely erratic in how they pick it. But they obviously, if you give them a reason to be offended, they're going to remember that. Right. More so than the good things right. that you do. Right. I mean, it's, it's different. Losing to Iowa is different than losing to... I mean, I mean Auburn lost to LSU and... Um, yeah. No, Auburn Auburn did lose to LSU. Right, and, and, and who... I'm sorry, and, and, and Clemson. So, yeah. to, me, to them, they, they were close losses to good teams. Yeah. So, assuming they had won, so yeah. th- that wasn't held against them. Because yeah. they won the conference championship with two losses. Well, I also wanted to teams, say right. this about Auburn losing to LSU and people giving Alabama shit for beating LSU. The people that say that 
forget that Auburn lost to LSU. Right, 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 right. And right, Auburn right. beat Alabama. You create this triangle, which is basically what happened to Penn State last year. Mm-hmm. They lose to Michigan. Ohio State beats Michigan in overtime. Right. You. Um, you know, On the, at home, too. At home, right, too. Right, Yeah. And and Penn State beat Ohio State. So, I mean, you create that same sort right. of love triangle, mm-hmm. if you will, or lack of love triangle. Um, but, I mean, again, we could talk bad about losses. this for, bad for all day. I will say, though, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna end my college point with this. Yeah. Alabama lost late in the season and made the playoff. Normally that's the opposite. They yeah. forget about what happens early. I think that's the, the human touch, But though. I like yeah. that. I like that. So that's, I mean, but either way, this bowl season is going to be fantastic. Gonna be I can't wait to preview it. With oh, you. we're gonna have fun we'll next go, week. We'll go. We'll go. We'll talk because there's a couple interesting bowls that aren't even in the big, the big time teams that I want to yeah. look at because we have to figure out how we want to do it. Because last year I broke it out on like week by week, but okay. we'll figure it out. That's something we'll for you guys to worry we'll about, about another but, time. But one of the best parts about bowl season is we get to watch some of these NFL prospects come in. And, and be- speaking on that, well, before we get to the NFL, oh, okay. I want to ask you quickly. Cause All right, I love you it. and I didn't even get to text about this. Uh oh, Tiger. Yeah, we got amped about Tiger last week. I a week ago today, I took my lunch and just sat and watched Tiger for an hour. And the Golf Channel, granted, there's only 18 people in the field, but they followed Tiger around. <laughs> Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, kind of stung. Yep. He had a bad front nine, then yeah. played the back nine even. Then Sunday, he played well. Get back into it. And we talked we talked about him a little bit off it, but we can't discount Rick. No. Rick shooting a 61 no, 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 with no, no, 11 no. birdies. But Tiger looks great. He feels comfortable. He's telling everybody this. And we talked about this last week. He was t- Everybody was saying, oh, he looks great. He looks like he's doing well. And we were like, oh, they're just saying that. They always say this. Man. Tiger Woods. Twice. Thursday and Friday on the ninth hole. Thursday, he basically put it to 10 feet and he just rolled off. Friday, he did put it to 10 feet. And eagled the motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, he's making these crazy putts on holes that he's chipping like shit on. Yeah. To save par, and you're going ape shit. And that's and the foreplay, the Barstool podcast, the golf podcast made this really good point. That's how Tiger was able to do so well is he made these long putts. Mm-hmm. Just like how we, we all go nuts about Jordan Spieth making those birdie putts. Tiger did that with par putts, and then had incredible birdies. Yes. That's why he was so right, good. Right. And, man, I'm just pumped. I mean, my dad has a bet with a, a co-worker that, my, that he continuously gives to me of an over-under of how many majors that Tigers is going to win and the loser has to buy dinner. You know what it is? I don't. The line is a half. A half. So it's either Tiger wins a major, or my <laughs> dad is hard on yeah. he will not ever win another yeah, major. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which my brain tells me, don't be an idiot and take this bet. Because he's offered it to me like five times in the last like two years. And I've never taken it because my brain is smarter than my heart. Which, so far. So far. <laughs> but it's getting harder and harder I to I know, resist. it is. But, I mean, holy shit. What well, was your thought, though? I'm sorry. I, no, 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 no. I fine. asked you no, and no, I just no, gave no, my no. opinion. I, I mean, I like, look, you had a great opinion. I, I think it's important. I think the one thing I noticed, the rust is still there. Because the one thing that Tiger always had was the chipping, too. He was always an ex, an excellent chipper in, in, in the big-time moment. Now, this isn't yeah. a big-time moment. I know it's his tournament and he's back. But he was very laid back here. Yeah. Um, what I saw, though, was a swing that was similar to a swing back before he was injured, which to me is critical. That means he's feeling comfortable. His back feels really good. He's ready to strike the ball. Um, And what made Tiger's game so good is that he never seemed to be a particularly straight driver of the golf ball. We're talking about professionals, not an average Joe. So when he's able to recover from shots, and he would make incredible shots out of the rough, um, kind of... Spieth did what Tiger did this past year at the British, like making incredible pars that that don't or, or even bogeys that you should never make. Um, and I was really impressed with Tiger on that. But it, this to me is going to be a different challenge because in Tiger's heyday, his main competition was Phil. Yeah. Ernie, Vijay Singh was there, but really it was Mickelson. And and yeah. it's, not, it's not a shot against Mickelson because he's a great golfer. He's a legendary golfer and a great guy. What Tiger is going to have to face here is going to be a plethora of young studs. Jordan, Ricky Fowler. He played with Justin Thomas, which I think twice. was good for, twice, good twice. for his psyche. Uh, Dustin Johnson is still here. And by the way, don't forget about Jason Day. Don't forget our 
Don't forget about Justin Rose. And Ricky, and, and Rick, how about Rory McIlroy? Rory McIlroy. To me, Jason Day and Rory McIlroy have faded a little bit. Now, Jason Day seemed to have some personal issues and some health well, yeah, issues. They, yeah, I mean, Jason so, Day... Jason Day, I don't know. I don't think his mom died, but he withdrew from a tournament because mm-hmm. his mom was in critical condition. Right. If his mom has died, thoughts and prayers. I yeah. apologize for no, forgetting. I, um, but no, no, no. You hit the good point that there's definitely a better field this now. A much better field because you're not playing. It's fucking no offense to Jim no. Furyk, but you're not playing Jim right. Furyk. Love Cowboy. Jim Furyk, but love but, Jim right. Furyk. But Tiger yeah, now. I mean, I think the one thing we forgot... Adam though, Scott, we forgot to yeah, mention. Yeah, He's yeah, great. yeah. I mean, Justin Rose is still here. A little bit older, older statesman, but Justin... Yeah. Matt Kuchar, there's plenty. But yeah. I think the bigger thing here is that... ZJ? Maybe we forget how dominant Tiger was at his heyday. Because not only would he win majors, but unlike a lot of these other guys, he would win tournaments all year. He would be top 10, top 5 all year. He did year. it five years. Every he tournament did it, he will in. now will become five years in this right. current golf season. The 2013 season, which... We won't get into how golf wraps around. We're technically in the 2018 season because um, this counts for FedEx Cup points, I right. believe. Maybe it doesn't, but it counts for World Golf rankings. Maybe World Golf. Tiger moved. Fed, Tiger yeah. moved like 600 spots up, <laughs> which is awesome. Uh, but I mean, to kind of close up the golf, a couple other points. Um, you know, Brooks Kepka didn't do very well. There's another guy. I forgot Brooks. Yep. Uh, which is a guy I've really liked him a lot. Uh, I play play him a lot on a certain. Daily Fantasy set, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but he, I mean, it was kind of weird because nobody really, and Charlie Hoffman's another one, but it was kind of classic Charlie Hoffman. He led through two days, even a third day, which he started doing a little more last year, but he's always had the stigma of leading for two days. He did it at the Masters and kind of fell back. Um, and really, he didn't do terribly. He shot even par. Just Ricky Fowler shot a 61. Right, right, 50, right. Yeah, 61 to win. So you can't really blame him there, but Kepka didn't play very well. I mean, Tiger even showed it. He had that bad front nine. Even when he didn't, I mean, it's an island course. It's windy. There's a lot of shit everywhere. A lot of lost balls were played, which I noticed. Um, But, yeah, I mean, great. I mean, it's a cool tournament. My dad is also quick to point out how short it is, which a lot of people are. The big thing here, he looked healthy. Yep. He felt great. And he completed four rounds, which you can't discount at all. Exactly. Uh, as for when he plays again, uh, he probably will skip the Hawaii swing, which is the uh, first couple weeks of January. Makes sense, though. I, I, he doesn't need to... I, I mean, it's a... I don't know. Wildlife Country Club, N64 game. Is there anything you'd rather do than be in that tournament? Wildlife Country Club? I mean, I'm 1 million percent playing that. You get out there. The, the golfers with their Justin Thomas for weeks, won there. For yeah, weeks, the, they get to go out there. Weeks, it's two I weeks know. in Hawaii. And then again in Southern California, he's going to play the last place he won the U.S. Open, probably, at Torrey Pines. I forget what tournament that is. I think he's going to play at Riviera because his charity, I think, sponsors that. But, I mean, really the golf season kicks up at really the beginning of January. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the beginning of golf season, we do have to mention our sponsor... We have a sponsor now. Go <laughs> us. Our guys over at Sports Geek Fantasy. Daily Fantasy all season long. They have it for golf. They have it for baseball. They have it for football. I play in all three. Golf registration is now open. Maddie D's going to play this year. I mean, I'm, fired, I'm fired to kick your ass. Oh, I'm it's fired gonna, it's fun. I'm just going to say it right now. I'm, it's I mean, a lot of fun. It's not going to be basically hard. Basically how it works. And he, it, you Basically, you pay the guy up front. This guy, Brandon, he's a great guy. Talked to him a number of times through playing in it. He's changed how the football's been done. So a couple times I fucked that up because I'm stupid. And I had to email my lineups. <laughs> but you set your lineups. Your points add up. And baseball and football, it's head-to-head. Golf, it's now this year. Instead of being you add up your points week to week, it's just going to be like the FedEx Cup. And you get certain points for finishing in certain oh, nice. places. Okay, cool. And the best part is that you're paid out not only on how well you do all season... But each major, I won the Masters in 2016 as the only one in the field of this tournament of having Danny Willett. Nice this guy. work. I also had all six of my players make the cut. Not a big deal. <laughs> and won a little bit of money in some other contests. But sports, sportsgeekfantasy.com is the website. Go there. You're going to see a picture of Justin Thomas for registration. For the PGA, you'll also see a picture of Matt Ryan, you can go see that I'm leading the NFC <laughs> North, I think, is my division in that. So you can see how well I'm going to do. Matty D is a newbie to DraftKings, so you can be a newbie, too. Go yes, sign can. up and play in this. 
And I mean, don't expect to do as well as me here uh, when I join up. I just, but but you should still do it. I mean, you should still give. Like, and if you got any questions? Reach out to us. Oh we'll yeah, hook absolutely. you up on the spot. We'd love to do we'll that. We'll try for you. to. Yeah. Yeah. We, we well, need... I mean, I'm going to give you bad advice, but I'll tell you how to yeah, sign up. We'll try to. Bad advice. We'll get you purpose. set up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll get you set up. We're going to include a link on the blog post for this. But that transitions us transitions us now to the NFL. What a week was last week. An unfortunate loss for us as yeah. Eagles fans. No, I mean, come well, on. You knew what it was coming. Right. I thought it was going to be this week, which kind of which we'll talk about in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I mean, the mistakes were made. I mean, kind of on the same subject as Tiger. The rust was shown yep. that kind of needed to be seen. He kind of played through flat, it. And flat. That just, they were flat. Yeah. Well, they, that, I, they didn't expose I think they're not us, a good night though. team. Yeah, they're not a good right. night team. They haven't. They didn't play well against the Cowboys in the first half. They didn't even really play well against the Redskins on that Monday Night Football game. I mean, yeah. you were there, so no, you can attest it more. Was tight. I mean, it but was it was tight. tight. Game, right? It was a tight game. Mm-hmm. There's not a good night team. I think the fact that they're staying on the West Coast, so that basically this game is going to feel like a one o'clock game for them. Right. They've been on the That's West important. Coast for a week and a half at the point that the game's played. Um, I think that's good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think should be a. Uh, it should be a good game, but we'll get there. Um, obviously, we have some business to attend to with the cold hard locks, yes, sir. Uh, as for last week, I don't uh, have the just, numbers. Just tell them. Just. But tell I won. Whatever. The comeback Whatever. is coming, folks. Whatever. It's coming. We'll get the season long rankings, but man, man, this is speaking of Phil Mickelson, worse than Philip Wingfoot <laughs> of how this is going. Let's jump right into it. One of probably the most important Thursday night football games of the season is about to be played. The Saints visiting the Falcons. The Falcons are two games back in the NFC South, but are two-point favorites coming into tonight. Mark Ingram is playing, despite having that ankle injury. Do we have different lines? That's right. I'll go with your lines. You're fine. Go on. All right. Um, Mark Ingram is playing. You have Alvin Kamara as well in that awesome Saints running game, but I don't know. I, I like Atlanta here. I think that defense might be able to hold them off enough that the Atlanta air attack gets after it. The only thing that concerns me with Atlanta and picking them, which is this is basically a pick them at a two-point spread, is their run game. I think DeMonta Freeman's playing. He's going to play. Tevin playing. Coleman's been okay. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm still gonna go Atlanta here. Okay. Well, I th- I mean, th- to me, this is movement week. I mean, this is it. This is move week. This we- is Saturday. Or week at the 14. Masters. Yeah, that's what it is. Th- this is the teams are gonna make their stake right now. To me, this is a must win for Atlanta. Oh, absolutely. Not a must win for the Saints. No. They probably probably still have the division, but it's it's a must win for the Falcons at home. Matty Ice. Now the one weakness for the Saints defensively, because their defense isn't pretty good. Yeah. But their one weakness has been the deep pass. Who exposes the pass? Julio Jones. Top five playmaker in the NFL. Yep. I, they've got injuries defensively. They're yep. young in the secondary. They make a lot of great plays. Marcus Lattimore's fantastic. But they give up plays that, that a veteran secondary wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So I'd like Atlanta to squeak it out. I'm with you to squeak it out. The, the okay. line's a two-point line, so you almost have to yeah, say... It's basically it's a basically pick them. Right. So I'm taking Atlanta here with you. Yeah. By the way, though, I've seen enough of Alvin Kamara. The fact that he was a third-round pick in the NFL draft yeah. this year is a travesty. Um, so, um, yeah, nope. I mean, it's it's fantastic. But rolling, I mean, rolling right along here. Even to Sunday. So, well, yeah, I mean, kind of one of these games that, like, why is it on kind of games. Yeah. But we have, we're going to watch. Fantasy's important here. A lot of good players on both sides. Well, really just one team, the Bills. Yeah. Bills, Colts visiting the Bills up in Buffalo. Freezing cold. Going to be rainy, snowy, some kind of mix there. Oh, Got the oh. line. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is this is this is tough. It's off on the ESPN scores yeah. page. Sorry, I might think just turned off for a second here. We're going by. We've done this a couple three times. Three and a half. Three and a half for the Bills. I'm gonna take the Bills there. I mean, I think give it give it to them. I mean, let's roll the dice. You roll the dice. And here's why. Ooh, buddy. Tyrod Taylor, a little dinged up. The Colts have. Li- I'm telling you, the Colts may have the least talented roster in the entire NFL. I'm serious when I say that. But I feel like Jacoby Brissett gets it done somehow against a Bills team. I love Sean McDermott, but they just have some issues. I don't think Taylor's healthy enough. I think they take one here in a surprise upset, and I'm picking them to cover that three and a half point line to lose by a field goal. 
Okay, so you're saying so you're saying Indy with the points. Indy with Buffalo the points. wins, but does not Buffalo cover. Buffalo wins, but Indy with the points. Okay, uh, this Colts team stay. Uh, most of the games they play, they they tend to stay. They've hung, they hung out with the Steelers. I mean, this team has a little moxie because, quite frankly, they're so beaten down yeah. as a, as an organization right now. I think they, they kind of hang on for a little bit here. We'll kind of move this into our next game. Chicago, who did beat the Steelers, visiting the Bengals, who really just fucked up Monday night. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you want to say it's because Vontez Burfitt was out um, of how they blew that. Because yeah. Pittsburgh just kept bringing it to them and won on that field goal. Um, I mean, that, but, that's, that's why Pittsburgh's a top yeah, team in the AFC, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean... Um, yeah, so the Bears come in to Cincinnati as a six and a half point dog. The Bengals basically a touchdown favorite. I think because it's less than a touchdown, I think that's enough to take them. Um, I think that's touchdown sounds just about right to me. I took them. Yeah. I mean, the Bengals are kind of that team that's stuck in NFL purgatory. There's a few of them. The Bills are another team like that. Yeah. I I don't like anything I'm seeing from the Bears. I would not be surprised if John Fox was out. In the next couple weeks, yeah. Um, Looking back on last week, how were the fuck were they a dog or were they a home okay, favorite I mean, I, against the, against the what's their faces the 49ers. I mean, the 49ers have some issues as well, but Jimmy G looked great though. He did, he did, huh. and and they've got some talent. I, I, this Bears team to me, there's nothing cooking there. I, I, don't give me. Tariq Cohen. I, Cohen's good really good. He's a good player. Jordan Howard's a decent NFL running back. He's going to produce in this kind of an offense, yeah. but there's just to me they've got no. They don't scare me on offense. Like no. when I line up against them, it's against them. Bring the safety in the box. The Bengals have the guys to do that, and de- offensively, the Bengals have talent. They're yeah. like one of that strange. They have all the talent you want, but they just don't seem to, for whatever reason, last couple of years. And it's age. Sometimes you just forget your age is important. But I think the Bengals take them here at, at home. Um, a semi-rivalry Midwest game, not really, but 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 I mean, like Chicago In baseball. I mean, I don't know. I counts? guess like Chicago. That yeah, I mean, yeah. Chicago. Since I mean, eh, they're close enough to me. Huh. All right, so we move uh, to another NFC North, AFC <laughs> North game yep. uh, with the Packers facing the Browns. Packers coming in as a three-point favorite, one o'clock on Fox. That's it. That's yeah. it? That's <laughs> Three it? point favorite? Really? Yeah. I know it's Brett Hudley, don't get me wrong, but wow. I mean, they're still, I mean, they got the other tools around it. Um, their defense is okay. Um, Deshaun Kaiser's nothing to write home about. Nope. Which I think is the big key there. Uh, and you hit the nail on the head. That's it. Green Bay. Yes, Green Bay. Done. They're not even that far away from Cleveland, or AKA, as, my, as our boy El Presidente would say, the mistake by the lake. Yes. Packers continue Cleveland's streak. How Hugh Jackson. Has a job. Well, they fired their GM. I know. So that's well, the first bit. They they Sam Hankey, their GM, basically. Because this team's loaded. We talked about this off, off air. I don't, I don't, this off air. We're not going to dive yeah, too yeah, deep yeah. into it, but I mean, I've been off season, an off football season pot around, maybe yes. around spring oh, training. Oh, we are going to have some spring training. We can so talk I'm about you, this. But I mean, rolling right along, how about a game that just became huge? It becomes incredibly huge for two reasons. For us as Eagles fans, it becomes a big deal because if Kansas City wins this, it does not help the Eagles. Oakland wins it. It becomes big if the Eagles then beat Oakland. Because mm. we'll talk about this when we get to the Eagles. But a lot of people are shitting on the birds because their strength of victory sucks and whatnot. Damn which the Chargers it. are looking better. They're probably going to go over 500 this week. But this is also huge because now there's a log jam. This is the more important reason. Fuck our biasness. There's a log jam on top of the AFC North or AFC West. West. Um with Oakland, Kansas City, and LA all at six and six, right there. Mm-hmm. LA looks the best of the three. They do. But these two teams, I mean, whoever wins this game, they're looking pretty good. You know, I mean, I think they both still have to play the Chargers one more time. The Chiefs actually might be done playing LA now that I think about it. But regardless, still a huge game. I mean,. Oakland's looked a little better now that Derek Carr's back, looking a little more healthy. They get Michael Crabtree back. And the Chiefs, I mean, they look like a lost team to me. Falling apart. They are falling apart. You want to know how to beat the Chiefs? Play his own defense. Yeah. Because Alex Smith can't beat it. Yeah. It's incredible. He can't throw anything beyond... Five yards. Five yards. And by the way, he has Tyreek Hill, 
who is one of the most explosive downfield receivers yeah. due to his speed in the game. Now, that said, he did have a good game last week. Oh, he their did. defense He did. Their defense, fell apart. right. But their defense has kind of been shaky all season. There's an older defense without um, Eric Berry, their star, basically their star. And, and now they've suspended Marcus Peters. Crabtree and Amari Cooper might be back. So we've got two. Is Crabtree, I thought Crabtree was back oh, He's definitely week. back. Yeah, Amari yeah. Cooper might be back. Excuse yeah, yeah. me. I am taking the Raiders here. I am too. It's a, it's a small line, three and a half. I think they win on the road. Very tough to beat the Chiefs, though, in December at Arrowhead. So I, it's probably my hardest pick of the week. Yeah. So if you have any, yeah, I mean, this is, to me, is one of the toughest spots. But there's just, this Chiefs team is just collapsing. Their defense has. They're an, they are yeah. a. Fallen, they are an imploding star right now. Because they they were Super Bowl winners after yeah. Week One. Oh yeah. By I the wish way, you could short I mean, division and Super Bowl winners. <laughs> that would be great. That would make be, a lot of money. Oh, you make a lot of. I think yep. that's why you can't. Because yep. it's so easy to not. Because there's only one winner. <laughs> right. Um, sorry for the finance terms for you not financial folks. But moving right along, an NFC East rivalry renewed. The Cowboys coming into MetLife Stadium as three and a half point favorites over the the return to Eli Manning led <laughs> New York Giants. I'm a little bummed the Giants aren't player coached by Eli. I thought that could have yeah, been a fun, that's kinda fun neat. little I like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Eli Manning back in, Ben McAdoo out as head coach. Um, I mean, I don't, this is a why is it can they just tie? Can they tie in this game? Like, wouldn't that be nice just to tie? Could we win the division? I, I guess it helps both. Yeah, I mean the Cowboys lose, the Eagles get it, regardless of how the four twenty five game goes in L A. Um, I do like Dallas here, though. I mean, yeah. I know it's on the road, but I had to pick them too. Yeah, but oh, yeah. the Giants are They're really nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing to write home about. Um, I, I think the Giants' defense is still, which is probably why the line's so tight, is still pretty good. But the but well. Janoris Jenkins is out, so um, but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Cowboys here. No. Absolutely. So the next one's interesting here because Matthew Stafford has his hand issues still, and he's apparently yep. moving right yep. along, quote unquote. You have it because this one's also not on there as three and a half points for the Bucks. No, no, Bucks are uh, Lions are favored by three and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So that three and a half points to the Sorry, Bucks. I was gonna say, my fault. No, yeah. no, no, that's okay. Sorry for my mic- face was right in the mic. Uh, for those that I might have just blown your ear- your eardrums out. Um, <laughs> But I'm going to take the Bucks here. I know they, okay. they don't look good, but, I mean, Matthew Stafford looked okay. Um, if he's fully healthy, I mean, this is going to be a blowout. I'm probably conceding a point here, but Jameis, I mean, you don't know. And you don't, this team just hasn't clicked. That's been the only right. kind of difference yep. for them. I, I think, to me, this Lions team is is – is so close. Yeah. They've got so many things going for them in a good way, but they but they just can't seem to put it together. They're more of a parts team than a sum of their parts. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. How to, I mean, I'm trying. I didn't even really word that well, but I pick this game assuming Stafford guts it out and plays well enough because this Buccaneers team, as I've said all season, is a dumpster fire in Tampa. Um, and you're right, and I just keep picking them. No, I, pick them I know. To win the division. Well, look, I've been playing Doug Martin every week, thinking and Mike Evans thinking they do something they really haven't. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'm, but I'll take I'll take uh, the Lions there with the points All to right. hang around in the playoffs. So our first competing pick, but we move on to probably the, the one of the top three most important games. Uh, first being Thursday night football, the other being our birds. But the Vikings, the team the Eagles are tied with in the NFC for the lead, going on the road as favorites to Carolina, who's looked better and better and better as time has gone on, really since that Eagles loss. Mm-hmm. Even with the loss last week, I think it's the Saints, but they, yeah, they, yeah no, they look good in that loss. They did, they though. did, yep, they did. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, they almost pulled it out. I mean, the Saints, though, for how dominant they've looked, they've had two scary weeks. They almost lost to the Redskins at home. But Minnesota comes in two and a half point favorite. Um, I, I think Adam Thielen's the difference here. I'm gonna take them. That defense does look a lot better. Okay. Um, I think there. I think the Minnesota defense ends up being the factor. The one thing that does, if I'm picking, you know, let's put me in the Minnesota Vikings shoes. Um, one thing that scares me is Cam Newton and the fact that he can literally change the game. With both his feet and his arm, mm-hmm. he's not a Russell Wilson type usage, uh, to put it almost in basketball terms. But right. he's up there for it. I mean, he can make that big of a difference. But I, I still think Minnesota's defense figures a way to contain him uh, and, and gets this done. 
So I'm gonna go the opposite here. All right. And I'm gonna I I and this is actually not a I'm not thumbs upping the Panthers. I'm actually thumbs downing one player. I I'm nothing against the guy. He's a great guy. I just can't see Case Keenum. There's no way a guy can be this good as this awesome. thing. That's I thing know. I'm, I'm thinking, just I'm just I can't. Luke Keekley is capable. Thomas Davis is capable of of, of, of getting him into a mistake. Because what Keenum has done this year, more importantly than his than his throwing, is his lack of mistakes and turnovers. I feel like he gets it done, and I'm taking. I feel like I feel like he. he, he this is this is the game where he shows his flaws, yeah. and the Panthers sneak one in here for yeah. a victory, a much needed victory too, to hang around in both the NFC South race and the wild card race. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean. Kind of for the sake of time, because we do have to get to, down to a certain basketball game. Yes, we which do. We'll Let's just buzz. End. Let's buzz real quick. 49ers-Texans, pretty straightforward. I'm going to take the 49ers okay. points here. Okay. I think Jimmy G looked good. I think they. I think, I think it's a battle of running backs. Mm-hmm. I think 45, 45 points basically is the over-under. I'd almost take over that because both defenses look hollow. Right. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take the 49ers with. Points. I'm gonna go Texans. All right. I don't know why. I just feel like Texans deserve a win here. They got to right. pull one out against against the 49ers. Um, Jets Broncos kind of a meaningless game. Well, not a meaningless game for the Jets, but meaningless ish. Uh, there's no the Broncos are absolutely horrid right now. I'm yeah. taking Jets here, which pains me to take the Jets because they were trying to tank. But I'll take the Jets. How about yourself? Yeah, so I'm gonna take so the one Jets point as line, well. Game, so. I'm gonna take the Jets as well. Um, but I mean the Broncos, their defense could show up. It is at home. Um, home dogs, right? Usually, usually True. are. Uh, by just betting gods, okay. you almost don't want to take. But I'm going to take the Jets. I think the Broncos, their defense, I keep thinking are going to do well. They might very well, but Josh McCown has his guys that he figures out how to connect something. Moving on, we are now in the 4 o'clock slate, if you couldn't tell. Titans at Cardinals. Titans are three-point or three point favorites, I have. The Cardinals, we or you had thought it was going to be a little closer. It was not last week. I'm going to take the Titans here. I think their running attack and Marcus Mariota make the difference with three points. What about you? I'm over the map here. Titans really haven't been as explosive as I expected this year. They need this game, though, to keep pace. Cardinals are out of the playoff race at this point. I don't want to, but I'm taking the Titans here, too. All right. So we move on. 4-0-5. The Washington Redskins, the R-words, as certain (laughs) podcasts calls them, visiting the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers come in as six-point favorites. I'm taking the Chargers. So I'm going to take the Redskins to cover, not to win. Okay. I just feel like they've got enough spunk. They've shown it before. They beat Seattle in Seattle. I think this is the game where the Chargers, they have to win it. They win it late, but the Redskins cover the points. Here. Okay. All right. So, an interesting one. It's a big game. Like surprisingly big a game. very man. big game. It was so big, it got flexed. Surprisingly flexed against the Eagles-Rams game yeah. at 425. But it was, was supposed to be at one. Uh, the Seahawks and the Jaguars both at eight and four. Jacksonville comes in as two and a half point favorites. Break this down, one down. Was well, a big game. But the Jaguars are fighting with the Titans. Don't get me wrong, but they're they're probably playoff bound. The Seahawks need this because the NFC is a little tighter. I think um, the Seahawks are going to get tested here by a defense similar to the Eagles' defense. This is a one of my hardest picks. I took the Seahawks though. Because, I took them too. Yep. I just don't think Blake Bortles and that offense with a hobbled Leonard Fournette and a lack of weapons, really. Although D.D. Westbrook, I like. I think The hobbled Leonard, Leonard Fournette is the key mm-hmm. here. That the fact that he's not 100%, I think if he was, yeah. it opens it up a little bit. That Jacksonville air attack isn't enough to make right. a difference, even with... The Jaguars are a year away to me. Defense is great. Offense needs some work. Yeah, they need they need like one more. They're okay. They're okay to lose this game. It's they okay. They need like one right. more wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So we go to the Eagles. The Eagles are the last four twenty five game. It's the Joe Buck game of the week. <laughs> uh, Eagles at the Rams. L A comes in at a two and a half point favorite. Uh, so I mean, I can't even take the Rams with points because I'd be saying the Eagles lose. I I mean, this is a tough game. The uh, Eagles. Are have been out west all week. The Rams are so afraid of how many Philadelphians are coming in, including a couple that we know that got to play Pebble Beach, which, congrats to you if you're listening. <laughs> I don't think they do, but if you are, congrats to you. Great work. Uh, great work. But they're practicing a, a silent count because of this. I love it. The Eagles have been at home it. all week. Mike Trout is all for it. <laughs> They're practicing in, at the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, of, of California, of America, of which America, North America. 
stadium. Uh, they put a football field there. I don't think there's a bowl game, so they literally built it just for the Eagles. I Thanks, Mike Trout. Love it, Mike. They all, they all got come bobbleheads. To the, come to the Phillies. Oh, another pod, another pod, yeah, another, pod, another pod, another pod. Oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> Who do you got, oh. G? Make your pick. So I thought they were going to go one and one on the West Coast trip, but I'm I'm taking it. Take one it, one baby. One and one. Eagles yes. with the points. Fly, Eagles, fly. I'm all in. I'm all in on the Eagles this week. You know what? Nothing against the Rams. They're a decent team. Eagles. This is this is where you watch Carson bounce back because he was really to me the guy that blew it last week. I see him taking it this week and just taking taking matters into his own hands. So the only thing that concerns me is I was going to say they're going to learn from their mistakes, which I think they are, which is why I'm taking him with the points here. The only other loss that they've had was the, to the Chiefs. Another bad look from Carson. He didn't look absolutely dominant against the Giants in Week Three. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's the only thing really the only thing that concerns me about it is, but. From there, he's looked fantastic. And I think Doug Peterson, much more mature coach. You now have Jay Ajayi. You have that defense that really, I mean, they got stifled last it's, week. That they played a great, I mean, they played they two played, good games in both the Kansas City loss and against the Giants, which was just really the I mean, offense. The defense was that bad last week. I, know they had I don't think it was players. bad. But that's what Russell Wilson does to you. Exactly. And I think they're pissed off. And I think that's the difference here. Get him. Get him. They're going to get him. They're going to expose Jared Goff. The only one that concerns me, Todd Gurley, but you have eight we're different the best, defensive we're the linemen. the run defense in football. Exactly. Show it You this can week. rotate it through Jared like a Goff's goddamn hockey team. Just rotate yeah. him through. Ugh! Sorry, I'm getting wave, like fucking right. Pete Townsend Jared waving Goff my arms. Jared will not get away like Russell Wilson can. No. They no. will get their sacks. That's how they'll win this Jared game. Jared turns into Jerry. <laughs> All right, so we move to Sunday Night Pretty Football. Pretty good Sunday Night Football game after yeah. a battle week, too, for the Steelers last week. That. Yeah, so, Sorry, the, not to, not so to the Steelers, it. well, no, 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 it's okay. The Steelers come in as five-point favorite against the Ravens. The Ravens, if anybody needs a win this week, it is Baltimore. Baltimore is hanging in there by a thread, and I think they can do this. Alex Collins had a good week. Yes! Take him! Take him! Danny Woodhead's hanging around. All right. They have some good receivers. And Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco, is coming into his own. He's coming back into the mm-hmm. is the Joe Flacco mm-hmm. elite category. Big, big long throw Baltimore with five points because the Steelers did the same thing last week against Cincinnati where they played it close. Even if the Steelers win by a field goal, Baltimore with five points. I'm taking them too. And right. here's why. Oh, I thought you were on for this. Uh, we're, Bad we, radio. We can do it. The Steelers are beat up. They've been talking a lot in the media this week. A lot of bad press for them. I know they're at home. They play better at home. The Ravens need this game. It's a big yep. rivalry game. Steelers are looking ahead a little bit. They're peeking at the next game we're going to talk about. Next opponent. This, the Ravens have to have this win to be in the playoffs. They yep. take it. They're going to be one of the most difficult outs come January. Their defense is. I know James very, Smith is out right now. Very but good. Their defense can get after you. They got great linebackers. Get Eric after Weddle. Yeah, but let's just jump to the last game. So we, so we know who's going to win, and it's obvious. It's <laughs> the only double-point spread of the week. The Patriots going down to Miami, 11.5 points. We know the Patriots are going to win. Yep. Do they yes. cover? Yes. yes. I agree. They're, Miami's they're defense hot. is trash. Yep. And not only that, this is a Bill Belichick special. He doesn't like division rivals. He likes to make sure division rivals are irrelevant, and he's going to make the Dolphins irrelevant again. Uh, easy cover for me here. So there was an article this week that – Talked about the the Patriots defense coming into their own, and we got to give our shout out to our boy Greg. He's been saying this since they got since they lost the opening game to Kansas City. They don't do shit. None of their players blitz or anything like that in the preseason, so they always take a couple weeks to warm up. And they are oh, fucking warm. They've warmed up, and they're gonna they're gonna embarrass. I think so. The Dolphins. I think so. Their defense is trash. Tom Brady's gonna pick it apart. Mm-hmm. And that defense their biggest is gonna... weakness, Patriots' biggest defensive weakness is run defense. Yeah, and the Dolphins don't run the ball. Exactly, the Dolphins have shit to right. run with. Now, and... Kenyon Drake, who I, by the way, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not a hater of Kenyon Drake. I think he's a decent running back, big play kind of guy. But they got nothing, so I no. easy, easy cover. Easy, here. easy pick. So we close tonight with the reason why we are sitting together, and we've been planning this for a couple, probably about a month. I was about to say a couple months, but we've only known that third and girl couldn't go to this game, whose seats were sitting in. Shout out to her. Uh, The Sixers hosting the Lakers, and 
This is gonna be a fun game. A great game. I wish I could play this over on my computer, but we use that to record, so I don't want to fuck anything up. But Joel Embiid, the last time that he was in LA, forty-eight points. Lavar Ball. I hope to God that they show Lavar Ball every stoppage of play on the jumbotron. The Sixers are expecting it. They're expecting some LA Rams type shit that they're doing silent counts and stuff like that because they know what we're like. You want to see Philly at their finest? And I mean booing Santa Claus finest? Let's go, baby. Let's go. We're going to bring America in because everybody hates LeVar Ball. They all hate him. Except for Vince McMahon. He wants wants pay-per-view for LeVar Ball versus Trump. We're not going to get into politics, but that's what Vince McMahon wants. That's what America wants. Let's let's be real. Let's just break Fuck LeVar Ball. We're going to boo them out. Oh, yeah. Dario Sarge is out. That was announced when we were on the air. Uh, I did not see... Uh, there was something about TJ, but I quickly swiped it away on my phone if he was active or not. He was questionable coming into this tonight. Is, no, this is JoJo's game. He takes over. They don't have anybody that can stop him. He dominates today. I, I'm all in. I, I think they shut down... They shut down Lonzo. They got, that'll get Labar, That'll get everybody agitated in the, in the, in the arena. I'm, I mean, the, the well is going to be hopping tonight. The well... It's going to be hopping. Yeah, so, I mean, the big thing, too, is we talked about pissed-off teams when we were doing the cold hard locks. The Sixers are a pissed-off team. They let Devin Booker, who's now out, unfortunately, to hear for for the Suns. I mean, because they literally have nobody else. They have no one else. I like T.J. Warren, but he hasn't. T.J. Warren, De'Aaron Fox, yada, yada, yada. They trade away Eric Bledsoe. They're they're still in full tank mode. Um, But they're a pissed-off team. Their defense looked like shit. Granted, Phoenix's flat. defense Phoenix's defense played very well, but really outside of Ben, JoJo, and JJ Redick, nobody could shoot on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Pretty so we'll see. for this team, by the way. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, oh, TJ being well. back, I think, is huge. Yes, they need him back. He's I need calm. the actual record. I think it's 2-2 two and two since he got hurt. Okay. At least there's two losses um, and maybe one win. Uh, or maybe two wins because they beat the Pistons the other, uh, last weekend. It's a pretty good win. But, yeah, it was a very good win. If you're very not good attention, win. Pistons have a pretty good season, but go on. Yeah, they're having a good season even though the, the Sixers are beating them twice. Yep. Shout out to them. Not a big deal. Um, well, I'm excited. We're about to head down, literally about to hop yes. on the subway. Yes. Um, or if which, someone wants to drive us, come pick us up. Thanks, bye. Yeah, I mean, they're listening to this after we've gone to the yeah, game. So you already know the result of the game. Well, hurry up. Maybe we do a post-game pod if we're, we're feeling up to it. If mm-hmm. we're not... Uh, we haven't had a few too many Eagles beers. <laughs> and if the makers of Eagles beers want to sponsor us, we can mention what beer it is. <laughs> but that being said, that's going to do it for us. Comes in right around the normal time. A little short, but it's all right. we got, got a basketball game we got to things go to do, to. baby. I hope that you enjoyed our Instagram story. Maybe we'll talk to you in a little bit. But if not, my man Matty D, hopefully we do another in-person pod soon. This Can't was a wait. ton of fun. Can't wait. And that will do it for us on this Thursday night. We might be back on Saturday, so stay tuned for that. But thank you so much for listening to episode 51 of the Thunderblog podcast, The Bullpen Cart. Shout out to my man Kevin Downs for the new logo, if if you haven't seen that recently. But everybody enjoy your night and your weekend, and fly, Eagles, fly. Peace!